from Studio Day J&J, it's the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And now, here's your host of the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast, Jeff Minalia. You know, the ironic thing about the song No Chance in Hell is those are the basically the odds of that Vince has of coming out of this investigation clean. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition, again, of the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Episode 40, once again, and I keep saying that because this is, in fact, take two. Uh, guys and gals, my microphone crapped out. Audio was not good uh, in the first um, recording of this episode. Did not realize until I published it. And now I gotta do the whole thing over again. Uh, someone tried to salvage it. Shout out to Billy Patch. Thank you for trying to uh, do what you can. But it was not, uh, to no avail. Um, so, here we are. Once again. Uh, hey, 40 episodes in. And we only had to do, we retoured one once. So I, I don't think, uh, I think that's pretty good. You know, we didn't have to do a redo for anything else. Not like my old pod. My old pod, oh man, I, guys, this has happened before to me. Um, my old pod, the Manali and Memory Lane, there were some episodes I had to do two or three times because either the, it wouldn't save or there was something the audio got messed up. I don't know. Or not, not, it didn't save everything. So it was very weird. So this isn't my first audio. I've redone pods in the past. Not for this one yet, but I have in the past. It is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 40. We got a huge episode for you. Let's effing go. Welcome to the show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, why not, at Happy Fan Pod. And listen and subscribe to us on the following platforms Anchor, Breaker, Doodle Pod, Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today's main topic, probably the biggest main topic we've had out of the 40 episodes that we've had. Plan A didn't work. Plan B, not at this moment. Plan C didn't even get back to me. So we're going with Plan D. And we're talking about Vince McMahon retiring. Vince McMahon has retired, boys and girls. That is huge. So... For the main topic of discussion, I turn to you. Although I have some ideas on my own, I like to see, but I turn to you, the listeners, 
which I wish I would have done this earlier in the week. Just not a lot of you chimed in. Some of you did. And for those few that did, I thank you. Um, but I asked you, what changes do you want to see being made now that uh, Triple H is not only the EVP of Talent Relations, but he's also the head of creative. And Nit and Nit Khan and Stephanie McMahon are in charge. So that's today's main topic. Um, the other three that I had in mind could still come, could still happen in future episodes. We don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna stop trying to make those episodes happen. Is what I'm trying to get at. It's not. I don't know. I just don't know when that's going to happen. That's what I meant to say. But um, I'm still pulling for those other three to get made at some point. But it's a little tough. I'm not going to lie. People don't open the DMs. Hey, I, I, I shot my shot. You know, it is what it is. So right now... Let's get started with follow-ups. We got a lot of follow-ups. A lot of follow-ups. Because we got a couple of results to go through. And um, from a couple different shows. And we got a lot of wrestling that's made me happy recently. So right now, let's take you to follow-ups, news, and, well, wrestling that's made me happy recently. Well, the one thing about recording on the phone rather than recording on the, the computer is that the phone allows you to go up to an hour of recording time, whereas the computer only lets you go up to 30 minutes. So at least I can get this um, this follow-up section done in one foul swoop because uh, it was under an hour. I was a little under an hour. Um, was the uh, was the first take with two between split between two segments. So, anyways, uh, follow up. A lot of follow up. Like I said, guys, first for you Friday, this coming Friday, August fifth. Um. It is going to be, I will be watching this. Last August, I watched Road Wild, I believe it was 98. This August, I will be watching WCW Road Wild 97. That's the one where Hogan and Lex Luger went at it. Luger just winning the WCW title days prior. Um, I believe that's also one where features uh, Sitch versus Ric Flair, if I'm not mistaken. So, should be a good, good one. Um, looking forward to it. Um, and uh, speaking of episodes, upcoming episodes, like I said... 
while episode 40 didn't really go as planned as to as far as what I wanted um, there's always time for to plan ahead for episode 50 which episode 50 is not until December which is wild to me that you know it's that far off from now but it's like it really really it isn't but it's really weird um, to think that I've done 50 of these episodes by the end of this year um, so yeah that's that anyways I also gotta say that um, oh yeah by the way, I know I'm recording this after SummerSlam, this second take, um, but as much as I want to talk about it, I will not be talking about it. That is strictly for the next episode. We can talk about it then. That was what the original plan was, so that's what I, um, you know... I'm doing now. It's only fair. But, um, but, spoilers, it was a hell of a show. I, I actually enjoyed it. But, that's all I'm going to say about it. Not going to talk about it again until next episode, uh, August 13th. I will say also, speaking of episodes, again, in the first take, I didn't even have this in my notes, and I totally forgot to add it to my notes. So I didn't even talk about this in the first take. But what about that ultimate King of the Ring tournament from last episode? If you didn't listen to it, um, go back and listen to it. Uh, either way, because I'm about to say spoilers for it. So if you did, if you listen to it or not, uh, still go back and listen to it. Because it, it was anytime the three of us are, you know, my brother and Chris uh, get together and do an episode, it's always fun. Um, if you had told me. Who would be in the finals and who would actually end up winning this tournament? I would have, if you would have bet me money, I would have lost the bet because I did not have my money on who actually won winning. So, um, nothing to jump around the bush. Edge ended up winning the tournament. I'm not going to give away why. That, I'll make you listen to the episode. That, that's that's what I'll do. If you haven't listened to the episode, let go back and listen to it to see why and how Edge won. Um, because, you know, there were some valid points made. I'll just say that. Um, but anyway, again, go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Um, it's a good episode. And congratulations to Edge 
for becoming the ultimate king of the ring. Um, again, I did not see that coming. I honestly was going for Owen or Brett, but it ended up being Edge, another Canadian. So, got that going for you. All right. So, guys, here's the first results that we're going to talk about. Here's the first results that we're going to talk about because the day of the last episode, I believe it was July 16th, if I'm not mistaken. I probably am. Hold on a second. Let me think about this. No, I'm not. I'm right. It was July 16th was the last episode. Uh, that day, on DPW On Demand, DPW Showdown in the Carolinas happened, and people, I keep telling you, don't sleep on DPW. Do not sleep on DPW. Um, and also to note, my brother and dad will be actually attending this next event, next week, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday now that it's oh, uh, August 6th. Believe the hype in Raleigh, North Carolina. And... We'll get to that card in a minute. But I'm pissed that I'm not going and jealous. Although he asked me, but because of, I was on vacation all week, this past week, um, I automatically had to work Friday, and that was the day they were leaving. But the damnedest thing is, he gave me next, he gave me this coming weekend off. So had I requested... Friday, I would have had Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, which is what I needed to go to this goddamn show. So I'm, I'm a little pissed about that, and I'm kicking myself for not uh, not requesting the fifth off. But uh, it is what it is. But guys, DPW short on the tailliners. My God, what a show! This has been the best one yet, by far. And it can only get better, in my eyes, from here. Because, again, you want an alternative to AEW. You want an alternative to, to WWE. You want an alternative to Impact. What, NWA, watch DPW. Um, great wrestling action. Little bit of everything. Intergender wrestling. Everyone's equal. Like the the women can go for the the titles. Um, I think, anyways, I think that's how it goes. Yeah, it's. I mean, the women women fight men in this. It's it's um. You know, what I'm trying to think. Okay. Well, we'll get to that when I, when I, I, I didn't think of this last time, but I'll, 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 I'll explain later when I get to the results. But, um, 
Actually, yeah, let's just check into the results right now. Enough wasting time. Folks, the first match was a six-man scramble as Donnie Ray defeated... Uh, the Meltman, Donnie Ray, defeated Diego Hill, Mason Miles, James Ryan, Adam Priest, and LeBron Tazone in a six-man scramble. Meltman, Donnie Ray, one of my my brothers and I's uh, favorites in DPW. He's he's awesome. He's a great dude. We met him back in March um, when we went to the March tapings of DPW Fire. He's a good dude. So happy he won that. Uh, Kid Bandit. And here's what I mean when I say Kid Bandit defeated Sawyer Rett in a golden opportunity match. Uh, so they defeated Sawyer Rett, who's a female. And um, so I'm wondering if Sawyer won, would she have challenged for the actual DPW title or the women's title that's soon to be crowned at the next event? Interesting. Interesting to me. Um, but I, to be honest, I don't know how they won. I don't know how Kid won. Uh, they got slammed hard on the outside. Sawyer powerbombed them on the outside. And uh, I, it's just the thud that kids had made when he, when they landed on the, uh, oof, on the ground was, wow. I was, I don't know how they survived, but they did. So now basically it's like the money in the bank sort of scenario. They have a golden opportunity to get a, you know, a chance at the title shot whenever they want. So, that's uh, good for them. Next match, the Work Horsemen, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake defeated Chase Holiday and Sean Kemp, not the basketball player. Uh, Hard-fought victory. Hard, you know, great match. Um, back and forth by both teams. Rachel Rose defeated Promise Braxton in a DPW Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinal match. That was a mouthful. Uh, so that means she's advanced to the finals, which, like I said, will be at Believe the Hype, facing off against either Rosemary or Savannah Evans. You'll know in just a little bit. Uh, Colby Trevino. Defeated Cruel. That's K-R-U-L-E. In a hardcore match. But my God. This match. Was insane. Cruel is not human. <laughs> Literally. Anything. That Colby. Tried to do to Cruel. Had no fucking effect. The man kept getting up. It took a drill. To the head, or to the, the mask of Cruel, to get him dazed, and then he, he went through, uh, did he go through a table? 
I can't, Odor, I can't remember. But, um, but then it totally ended up winning. But my God, literally, you got to see the match to believe it. How insane it was. It was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Actually, something at SummerSlam that happened was the damnedest ever thing that I've ever seen. But prior to that, it was this. Uh, Jay Malachi and a mystery opponent defeated Lucky Ali and BK Westbrook. So much stuff to, to, to talk about here. Jay Malachi's partner. The DPW champion himself, Bojack. Earlier in the match, Malachi gets injured. His leg gets taken out or something by Ali and Westbrook. So he injures his leg. Ref's taken to the bat. He's out of the match. So essentially it's a handicap match for the most part as as um as uh, Bojack, yes. Bojack fights off Lucky Ali and BK Westbrook. All of a sudden, middle of the match, here comes Malachi from the fucking balcony, and he he dives New Jack style onto all three men. And uh, it's insane. And he's like hobbling, but he's still going. He, He doesn't quit. And uh, they end up winning the match, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Bojack, there's a Bojack bomb on one of them, and they win. Uh, that's what gives them the victory. Um, actually, I think Malachite is the Malachite, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken, which led into the Bojack bomb. Um, I think that's what happened. I, I can't, can't hundred percent remember, but I do remember this. After the match, who comes down? But the Meltman, Donnie Ray. And since winning the Six Man Scramble, and this has happened in the past too, when uh, people would win multi-man matches, they usually end up challenging for the title. Um, and I just gave it away what happens. That's what happened. He challenged Bojack for the championship. Um, and that's going to happen at the next event. And I'm jealous, again, because I want to see this fucking match. Unfortunately, I'll just have to see it on demand. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and then, after that all happened... Lucky and BK get on the mic and they're talking about how they lost and they can't stand guys like Malachi or, you know, Andrew Everett. And then they still continue to talk trash to, about Everett, but he's not there because he's in Japan for DDT, right? Or so they thought. Everett's music hits. Everyone's like, What? They're all excited. Crowd pops. Malachi, no, excuse me. Lucky Ali and Westbrook start to laugh. Uh, it was a ruse. He's not here. He's in Japan. You know? 
Or was he? Uh, music plays again. And you see in the background the giant seven foot four, air quotes, uh, Andrew the Giant Edwards, <laughs> tall son bitch, gets, <laughs> gets, uh, he climbs on this, on a ledge, and he does the choke slam position, you know, the, he signals for the choke slam, and then he uh, gets to the rain and he choke slams uh, BK and Lucky. I believe it was a double choke slam, but I'm mistaken. And after that, gets on the mic and challenges to test yeah, to Kesta to a match at the next show. The crazy thing is, so that's so that's reason number two why I'm really jealous that I'm not going to see this show uh, because that's gonna be a that's gonna be an incredible match. Takeshita has really impressed me over the weeks, these last few weeks and months that he's been in America. And this is one of his last shows um, that he's going to do, I think. He's, he's going back uh, later in the month, um, I believe, uh, uh, to the DDT show in uh, the 20th or 24th. I can't remember what. But hopefully he comes back soon. Um, but also the damnedest thing... Which we'll get to in... Well, no, I can't... I, I can't reveal that yet. I can't spoil that yet. I will talk about that in... Uh, later on. Um, when in the time comes. Uh, where did I... I lost my place. Oh, yeah. So then, up next, Rosemary defeated Savannah Evans in the DPW Women's World Championship... Eliminator Tournament semifinal match. So now you got Rosemary versus Rachel Rose for the first ever DPW Women's Championship to be held August 6th. Believe the hype in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then August 13th on DPW On Demand. Uh, the NDA, aka The Reality, Patrick Scott and Chance Riser defeated Injustice, the team of Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver, to retain the DPW World Tag Team Title uh, Championships. Rather, uh, another great match. NDA undefeated in DPW thus far. Um, will they keep that streak alive for the next show? We shall see. Uh, and then in the main event, Calvin Tankman defeated Kevin Koo in a hell of a match to win the DPW National Championship. Um, Largest match of the night. Over 22 minutes. And uh, after the match, Bojack came out. And now there's a match I want to see. Bojack versus Calvin. But he came out to just congratulate Calvin and celebrate with him. And uh, national champion and the DPW world champion, uh, you know, something to drive home happy. Great show. Like I said, guys, guys, 
You can go, if you sign up with DPW On Demand, you can go and watch everything that they put out so far. You can watch the past DPW fires. You can watch the past events like this. And and you already know. And and forever. And I'm missing a show in there somewhere. I just can't remember which one, I think. But, again, DPW, Deadlock Pro Wrestling... Please check it out. Let me tell you. Let me. So then, okay. So like I said, believe the hype. August sixth, and then then again on DPW on demand, August thirteenth. But let me tell you the card. Let me tell you the card for this match, for this uh, event coming up. Cause it's wild. The main event, surprisingly, not the world's title match, but. The main event is Andrew Everett versus uh, Tatesta. So just imagine how much that's gonna fuck. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that match is gonna be wild if that's the main event. Given the fact that Tatesta's from DDT and Andrew Everett just did a tour with DDT, just imagine. It might be a DDT style match in America. That's pretty. That's gonna be pretty badass. If I'm picturing it, um, how that's gonna go down. Then you have the DPW Women's World Title match as Rachel Rose will face off against Rosemary. The DPW World's Title match uh, will be determined as Bojack, the champion. Challenges Donnie Ray or defends his title against Donnie Ray, and then you have ASF La Estrella, excuse me, La Estrella, and Dwindle Lodo. I'm only familiar with Dwindle Lodo, not the other two. In a uh, triple threat, looks like Dante Martin of AEW fame going up against DWS Diego Hill. That should be entertaining. Love me some Dante Martin. A six-man tag team match as the NDA, the reality of Patrick Scott and Chance Riser. Why do I always... Yeah, Chance Riser. Uh, and a mystery opponent go up against the Word Horseman and Mason Miles. And how this one came about is Mason Miles and the Word Horseman abducted Chris Danger after the show, uh, showed out in the Carolinas, and they challenged him to a match, the, 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 the NDA, that is, and to find a partner of their choosing. Um, so, hopefully, it's Chris Danger. I'm really pulling for Danger to have a match and debut. If not, we'll just have to see who it is. But I'm pulling for it to be Chris Danger. I hope it is. And he's just saying, oh, I can't, it's not going to be me, but in reality, it is going to be him. And, um, only time will tell. DPW National title on the line, Calvin Tateman's first title defense, facing, uh, Balian Aki. I'm sorry if I said that name wrong. Mizuki versus Emi Sakura. And 
one, two, three, four, five. In a five five way match, you got Jay Malachi versus Lucky Ali. You got Malachi versus Ali versus Kemp versus Holiday versus Lando. So that's all coming to you live August 6th. Um and on demand August 13th. Please consider checking it out. DPWOnDemand.com Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Changing the wrestling world as you know it. Okay. Up next, let's talk Reign of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. Full disclosure, I did not watch this event or order it. So that's why I'm just doing quick results for this. Um, excited about what happened, though, and seen some highlights. But, um, but yeah, I was working that day, and I just didn't order it. Uh, <coughs> so here's the quick results. And it's only the, sh- the main show. It's not the pre-show. Matches. Uh, Claudio Castanogli defeated Jonathan Dresham to become the new Reign of Honor world champion. That's huge. The guy's been in AW for uh, a month. And he's already a world heavyweight champion without Reign of Honor. That's, that's, that's huge. And after all the time he spent in WWE... And did not get any world title shot. Uh, good for him. Damn proud of him. Um, Dalton Castle and the boys. Brandon and Brent Tate defeated the Righteous. Uh, Vince, Vincent Bateman and Dutch. Uh, unfamiliar with Vincent or Dutch. But I think Bateman's who I think it is. He's from uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I believe if I'm not mistaken. Uh, to win the sits the ROH sits man tag team championship. Um so yeah, congrats to Dalton Troy Soul and the boys. Wheeler Yuta defeated Daniel Garcia to retain the ROH pure title. Roosh defeated Dragon Lee. Mercedes Martinez defeated Serena Deeb to retain the women's title. And Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal to retain the Reno Bonner television title. And in a match I wish I saw, FTR defeated the Bristos in a two out of three falls match for the Reno Bonner World Tag Team Titles. Guys, this was a 43-minute match. That was nuts. 43 minutes and 25 seconds. That's insane. I wish I saw that match. Uh, and there was a reason that was the main event. Because it deserved to be. Um, this note doesn't matter anymore because SummerSlam is... Because if this was out Saturday, SummerSlam was today. Yeah, it's not really. It, it was yesterday. Uh, Ric Flair's last match is tomorrow. That was today. Um, well, I mean, technically now it's it's Monday, so that was yesterday as well. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, we'll talk about both things next episode, like I said. But guys, Vince McMahon retires. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, new owners, and Triple H is the executive vice president of talent relations and head of creative. That is, I will never, I never thought I'd see the day. Never thought I'd see the day. That is wild. That is wild. But what is that? We'll talk about Vince a little bit more. He's coming up in the over the top segment as well as uh, the main topic. Um, wrestling that's made me happy recently. Let's go. Wrestling that's made me happy recently. The entire DPW showdown in the Carolinas chart. The whole show. Outstanding. 10 out of 10. Will recommend. Highly recommend. Uh, Brody Allen versus... Brody Allen. Brody King versus Darby Allen. Uh, this feud has been fun. Brody's been beating the shit out of poor Darby, though. But it's still been fun. And, uh... It'll get settled... In something that I'll mention later on. Uh, Best Friends versus... BCC's Moxley and Yuta was a fun match. Uh, these last few weeks at uh, Dynamite. I believe it was Fighter Fest Night 2. The FTW Open Challenge. Uh, Starks defeated Toll Tartar, who I'm not familiar with. Afterwards, he made another challenge for anyone in the bat. Out comes Danhausen, and he challenged him, but. Sarge said, next week they'll fight him, not right now. Uh, prior to their battle with the Bristos, FTR cut a promo, really pulled up the heartstrings. Um, Dad's on the mic, he was talking about this five-year-old girl who had a hole in her heart, uh, and either she needed surgery or the hole would close on its own. Three years later, after fighting and never giving up, uh, the whole clothes on its own. And she was, you know, she was eight years old and everything was good. No surgery needed. And it turned out that that eight-year-old girl was Dax's daughter. So he goes, on Saturday, I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. And that got a pop from the crowd. And by, and they made a shirt, and then all the proceeds went to American Heart Association. Guys, who's better than FTR right now? Seriously, who's better than FTR right now? Absolutely no one. Absolutely fucking no one. They're incredible. Um, so that got me going. That that I liked a lot. Uh, barbed wire everywhere. So I liked it. But there were some things, of course, I didn't like about it. But it was still a great match and brutal match. And respected both guys for what they put their bodies through in this thing. Because it was, it was insane. But the ending was, uh, it could have been better. And I didn't like the fact that uh, they, they made Anna Jay turn on Ruby and thus defeat defunct from, uh, disband from the Dark Order. 
to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. I didn't, uh, I didn't really think that was necessary, but it is what it is. Um, and then the purpose of the shortage was to keep, to keep the, uh, J, the West of JAS out, but they still, you know, brought, got brought back down and the cage was open. Um, so that didn't help. Sammy Devar, who wasn't even in the cage, to be honest with you, they had uh, someone in a shark costume earlier in the night. I thought he was, it was going to be revealed that it was going to be him, but thank God he didn't come out in a shark costume. Uh, he just came out by himself. Just, you know, apparently we haven't seen him since uh, Blood and Guts when he got thrown off the stage. So that's why he wasn't with them, I guess. That's what they were um, uh, putting on us. What are we doing? So since the news of Vince's retirement, I actually watched uh, Raw and SmackDown. Well, what I could have before I fell asleep. Um, Bloodlines versus Street Profits and Riddle. I like that match. Um, it was a good match. But back to uh, AEW stuff. Rouge versus Moxley at Fight for the Fallen. That was a hell of a match. Match won. Um, and then afterwards, Chris Jericho came out and called Mox out to a uh, championship rematch. He, You know, he, he died his rematch clause after two years defending. Uh, he's, he, wants, he wants to fight for the title again. Mods gave it to him, but he said he didn't want to fight the Wizard. He didn't want to fight Le Champion. He didn't want to fight any of the sports entertainment gimmicks. He wanted the you know the real Chris Jericho, the Lionheart Chris Jericho, the wrestler Chris Jericho. Um, so that match will be happening in a Twitch on the Lake at August 10th. They introduced the trios titles. Finally, finally, a tournament will be decided. And uh, the the finals will be held at All Out. So, thank God for that. Excited for that. FTW title match starts for Danhausen. It was pretty quick and short-lived. Starts came out on top. But afterwards, uh, he... Made another open challenge to which Hook came out. And by the way, keep in mind, Taz was on commentary. Uh, so for him, the tallest Nets match was pretty huge. Just, you know, Starks is Team FTR. Excuse me. Starks is FTR. Hook is the son, Team FTR. Starks is Team Taz. Hook is Taz's son. And Hook won the FTW title from uh, Starks. Uh, he was on Starks was on for his finisher, but then he got reversed into the Red Rum Taz Mission by Hurt. And he submitted. So, 
We have a new FTW champion. Now, FTW title is not recognized by AEW, but they sure made a big deal about it. Uh, but then afterwards, Starks is cutting a promo. I think Starks got a face turn here, to be honest with you, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, then Hobbs turned on Starks. So, I don't know what that's going to lead to. Uh, we shall see. Dante Martin fought Sammy Javar. Another great match. I don't know why I missed this, but backtracked a little bit from last week's at Fighter Fest 2, or Night 2, uh, or Week 2, rather. Luchasaurus and Tristan defeated the Varsity Blondes. I forgot to mention, Jungle Boy returned after the match. And then he got in the face of Luchasaurus, who looked like he was going to attack him, but then he stood by his side, Jungle Boy's side, instead. And then he, Jungle Boy chased after Christian. The reason I'm saying this now is because I'm about to mention the Jungle Boy Christian promo that took place at Fight for the Fallen. And that was fantastic. Gentle Boy tells him a piece of shit. He tells him a pussy. Um, get, gets personal with saying why he was, you know, he, he needed the money because he was strapped for cash. Um, if Had he won that battle royal, he got really got a payday. He was strapped for cash because he got a divorce. So really, really took some shots like uh, Christian's been taking some shots at his family. So really made it personal. I really love where this feud is going. Uh, to fuse with Luchasaurus's role in it, though. Because I thought he would stay heel a little bit more. But maybe it's a ruse on General Boy. And eventually uh, he will turn on General Boy. Um, thus making Christian win. If they ever come to a match. Uh, and then hopefully... Uh, General Boy's next feud will be with Luchasaurus. And you have two big feuds right there for General Boy. And he will be solo. But I did like Luchasaurus. I thought as a team they were great. So we'll see what happens with that. Tony Neese and Smart Mark Sterling def- uh, fought Swerve Strickland in a two-on-one handicap match. So how this came about was the week prior, while... Swerve and Our Glory was celebrating their title win. Um, I guess this rapper was in the audience, Kevin Gates or whatever, and uh, I'm not familiar with. And Smart March Stillian and Tony Nese interrupted, and Smart March had that petition to get rid of Swerve, and he thought Kevin Gates would sign it. He didn't sign it. Instead, he uh, he uh, jumped the guardrail. And debt uh, Tony Nice, And then Mark Sterling turned around. And the cake that was for the celebration for um, Swerve and Keith Lee got uh, fa- face planted all into uh, all into Mark. Like he, he, they smashed the cake in Mark's face. So poor Mark got caked again. Which is pretty funny. Poor Mark. Uh, then it was announced, like I said, 
patching up to what I said about the Darby Allen and uh, Brody Keen feud. Brody Keen challenged Darby to a coffin match. Do not know when that's coming. That seems to be. I, I, maybe that's coming twice and late. I'm not sure. I just tenth. I'm not a hundred percent sure when that match is going to be announced or going to be made. I wasn't paying attention. Um, but that should be a great one when it um, when it happens. Thunder Rosa uh, defeated Mia Yamashita. Hell of a match. Say what you will about Thunder Rosa. Um, both women gave it their all in this match. Hard fought victory, well deserved. So, yeah, that was that deserved to be on this list this week. Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Holy shit! Daniel Garcia with the upset, um, with a little bit of assist from uh, Jake Hader on the outside, but still. Um, it it was uh, I, I I was shocked. Um, and then the Donnie Book match between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre on SmackDown last week to determine who will fight the champion at Clash at the Castle. Uh. And to have Drew win it. So he's fighting either Brock or um, Roman. I'm not giving away spoilers yet. Stay tuned for episode 41 for those. But uh, he'll fight them for the title. Um, And yeah, that's all the wrestling that's made me happy this week. And somehow, I managed to record this all in five minutes less than I recorded the original. So, go figure. Up next is Over the Top. Over the Top is the segment where you, the listener, send me, the host... A category and a number of said category, and I go over the top list of whatever category you give me. For example, you give me top five finishers, I'll list off my top five finishers. Alright, so, I would like to say, if there's any new listeners this week, um, I've had a couple people send me a couple different over-the-tops, uh, which is fantastic. Like I always say, though, if I don't use it this week, chances are I'll probably go back and use it in a future episode. I always ask every week because um, just like I said, the more the merrier and I can I, I, I get ahead of the game. I was pretty locked down with this one because of, you know, in relation to, uh, to, well, the whole Vince McMahon thing. 
Um, so that's why I chose this one. But like I said, I can choose the other ones in upcoming episodes. So don't get discharged if I didn't say yours this week. Um, but a couple new people said it, uh, suggested it. That's why I'm saying um, I'll, I'll use it in a future episode. But uh, once again, Eric Wesner this week, he uh, suggested. Now, this is where it gets interesting because at first he um, let me find it hold on apologies hey here it is so at first he said what are your top 10 favorite moments from WWF WWE from the Vince McMahon era so that's a pretty broad spectrum. So I just I just uh, tweaked it a little and I said, well, why don't I just do my top 10 favorite Vince moments? And uh, he said he he said that was fine. But I think I screwed myself because there's a lot of moments that I could have chosen. And like I, like I always say for this segment... Nothing's ever set in stone. So if I said, you know, these are my 10, that you always change. Nothing's set in stone. A couple of these, uh, well, a couple of these, I'm, you know, with, with the position they're in, they deserve to be there. Others, I could have chose something else. But this is what I chose. So here we go. My top 10 Vince McMahon moments in honor of him retiring. Um, number 10, Vince McMahon winning the ECW championship. Why was that a top moment? Because it was ridiculous. And this was, we got do rad Vince out of it. <laughs> Because he was prior to that, he was in that battle of the billionaires with that other person I should not speak of right now. Um, and he lost, so he lost his hair. Um, so he had a, a do rag. And then he beat Bobby Lashley, which I think it was a handicap match, but he beat Bobby Lashley for the ECW world title. So that was that. What's worse than uh, being the ECW World Champion? Winning the WWF Championship from Triple H with the help of Stone Cold, I believe, at number nine. Even though he vacated it uh, later that the next week out in VAR um, after winning it on SmackDown. Uh, it's just you know, the the man booked himself to be champion. It's it wasn't necessary. But number eight's huge. Um Vince buys WCW. He they had won the war two thousand one 
and March, in March, I mean, and uh, that was a big deal in time in the history of the, you know, WWF. Uh, what came out of it could have been better, but we got what we got. Um, number seven, the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, you can't talk about the Montreal Screwjob without talking about Vince McMahon, because he was the one that made the call. Uh, he was the one that screwed Brett. Even though Brett, uh, Vince had the infamous Brett screwed Brett uh, promo on Raw as an explanation, but we all know the real perpetrator, Brett, uh, Vince screwed Brett. Come on, let's face it. I mean, uh, he you know he didn't have to do what he did, but he did. And that was a pretty big moment. Uh, number six, Armageddon 1999. So this was the match with him versus Triple H again. This time it was a false turn anywhere, no holds barred match. Um, and which Vince lost. And not only did he lose, that was the night Stephanie turned on her father and joined forces with Triple H and the McMahon-Helmsley regime or the McMahon-Helmsley era began. Um, Long-term storytelling, folks. Um, so, but no, it was a great match. I enjoyed the match a lot. Um, It uh, went all over the arena. It went outside. They, um, it, was, it was really good. Really good match for a Vince match. Another good match at number five, Vince versus Shane at WrestleMania at seven. Uh, as you recall, Vince or Shane now owns WCW heading into WrestleMania. So, Shane fought Vince at WrestleMania at 7. They were also going through other issues, too. Another thing I could have had on this list was the just the whole dysfunction of the McMahon family on, on, on camera. Um, just uh, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Um... But yeah, that was a great match. That's Shane ended up winning it. Uh, still one of my um, it took place at my favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania Edge Seven. So it was that's why it was a great match, one of my favorites. Number four, the DX uh, McMahon feud was a lot of fun. Um, just the what led up to it. With the matches with like Shawn Michaels, and like I said, even when he was uh, battling Triple H, when they were bat doing the second or third uh, reunion of uh, of DX in '99, um, 
when they when they got back together, they had split up at one point. Some joined the Twelve Creations, some didn't. Um, but even when they were feuding with them, then uh, it was great. But then uh, the the Diaz feud with Sean and Triple H reuniting against the McMahon's. They 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 mocked the McMahon's. They impersonated the McMahon's. That was a that was a hilarious skit. They they dumped crap on the McMahon's. Just I mean, it was just such a fun. They they pulled out the axle from a, the wheel and axle from a limo. Just a fun sh- stuff, which led to uh, Hell in a Cell match between the McMahon's and Big Show against DX, where DX shoved Vince McMahon's head so far. Up Big Joe's ass was engulfed. <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, number three favorite Vince moment. Anytime Vince was on commentary. Early days of Raw, Smack, the pay per views, the early days of WWF. Whenever Vince was on commentary, you didn't know he was the owner, just a commentator. And a uh, lot of fun. No matter who he was with. Whether he was with uh, Bobby Heenan, Jerry Lawler, you know, um, Macho King, uh, Roddy Piper, Jesse Ventura, just, you know, always a lot of fun with his catchphrases like, what a maneuver, or it's a total debacle, or one, two, and no. I mean, just... uh, it just coming off the ropes and down as well. Just so much awesome memories of Vintime commentary and memorable lines and stuff that um, that definitely deserved to be on the list. Number two, stand back. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, and. Uh, It's just, you know, the irony with that song now, given the situation that he's in. But, um, I said he's the one standing back. But no, uh, (laughs) the Slammy Award performance, it it ended up on the Pile Driver album, um, wrestling album. Incredible. Corny as shit, but incredible. Um, but the number one Vince McMahon moment or moments that I will never forget. And this definitely deserves to be the number one when you think of Vince McMahon. The Austin McMahon feud rivalry and even at one point, Alliance. Um, so many memorable moments came out of this. From uh, Austin dumping cement in McMahon's vet to Austin hitting McMahon with a bedpan, paging Dr. Austin <laughs> to uh, Bang 316 when he held him hostage. And he had him, held him at gunpoint, but it was a fake gun. 
just so many to the matches they had. The cage match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. The ladder match with him and Shane, with Vince and Shane versus uh, Austin for the control of WWF at King of the Rain in 1999. Just so many great memories and matches and moments happened with this within this rivalry. It ignited the Attitude Era. It was at the height of the Attitude Era. It was it was fantastic. That will always be my favorite Vince memory. A moment was his feud with Austin. Anything that he had to do with Austin was just top notch. All right, guys. Up next, the main topic of discussion. Alright guys, so like I said, I asked at the last minute, but I went to the you, the listeners on my Facebook, on the socials, and asked you, what changes do you want to see happen now that Triple H is in charge? I came up with a few ideas of my own, um, but I'm going to read your guys' suggestions first. Uh, mine are just, like, listed. You guys left me paragraphs to read. <laughs> Which is fine, but whatever. Um, so we'll start off in the order I received them. Uh, let me see here. Hold on a second. Lots of Q and A. Okay. Friend of the show, friend of real life, Christy Susan said, "We want less scripted promos and more organic feel to promos and storylines." I agree. And let's push the guys on the show. Uh, like Rollins, Owens, McIntyre, Ali, Ciampa. There's no reason why any of the guys shouldn't beat Reigns and be champion. And they should also split the belts into two belts and not have one guy hold both and no part-timers as world champions. That would be a start. And then they can run the, the right the wrong of WrestleMania 34 and make Nakamura WWE champion and give someone... Um, give him someone as a mouthpiece. All good suggestions. I can see some of it happening. Um, the thing with Nakamura, especially, uh, as being a champion, he's held, uh, the Intercontinental in the U.S., but he definitely deserves... Was he not champion, though? I'm trying to think. He, he wasn't? I thought he had a run as champion and then Brock beat him or something. No? I could be wrong. I should have sworn he held it, though. It was a short-lived title one, but still it was a title one, nonetheless. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. You don't, and trust me, you don't tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, for those of you, if you are new, Chris Suit 
Chris and I have been best friends for 25 years. So I didn't give him shit if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> uh, new listener, Michael J. Rodriguez said, uh, suggested, um, less promo scripting. Again, with the promo scripting, there's another, um, so that's definite. Revamp Tad uh, Division as it's my favorite thing about wrestling and WWE's is terrible. I agree. Improvement on the importance of the mid-card titles. Yes. Because while U.S. title was defended at uh, SummerSlam, the Intercontinental title was nowhere to be found. Come on. Really? What happened there? And then he also said, if we're really going back to TV 14 in WWE... I uh, was thinking, can the 24-7 title be used in the vein as the hardcore title, uh, as a hardcore belt? Try to get more interest there and get more storylines for the less used guys. Also agree, or just for the data with the 24-7 title altogether, to be honest with you. Um, also new listener. Uh, where did it go? Hold on. Hold on. There it is. Joshua Stapleton of the Hey Buddy podcast. Uh, it's a free plug there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says everything. LOL. I loved how Triple H ran NXT and found it superior to SmackDown and Raw during that time. I hope he goes back to signing indie talent and not the Vince method of big people that failed in other sports. Also agree. One of the reasons I prefer AEW right now is that the talent there grew up on wrestling and loved the business. It wasn't their fallback option, which seems to be Vince's favorites. I like the talent Hunter brought in, and it seems they all had a mentor relationship with Hunter and appreciate him. I have not been a fan of the main brand in a few years, as have I. That sucks because WWF was my, everything to me growing up, as it was for me. I'm just adding that part in. Uh, never switched to WCW. I have, so that's where we differ. Um, I want to love the product at the end. Josh, to not agree with you more, my friend. I do too. That's why... I'm trying to give it a chance. I'm trying to watch it. And we'll see what happens in the top 20 months. Just to see if it's watchable then. Uh, so that was that. Like I said, it was only not a lot of people. But uh, here's, here's, here's my suggestions to the list. That I had to uh, like to contribute to. Um, allow talent to make content outside WWE like before you know with the YouTube and the Twitch etc because I miss that I miss certain wrestlers who had their own YouTube pages and Twitch accounts and stuff like that because um, I mean AEW allows it why can't WWE I, I, I'll never understand why Vince took that away uh, make Raw two hours again please like seriously please Funny thing was, the videos have surfaced this past week. Triple H mentioning 
he would make Raw two hours again um, if he could change anything. He mentioned it on a uh, one of the old uh, Stone Cold Boat and Stall Session uh, episodes. Um, no more brand split. Guys, I'm tired of the dot. I'm the damn brand split. Let everyone fight everywhere, anywhere, and, uh, you know, the, the whole title thing, now they have undisputed tag titles, that's kind of dumb. Actually, that's not dumb, but just have one set of belts, please, if it's just undisputed titles, have one belt, and if we're doing an undisputed champion, have one belt, or split the belts, like Chris suggested, and just because you had the world heavyweight when you had the WWE back in the day, so that's okay to have two titles between both shows, it's fine. Um, but no more band split and the name changes. Can we please go back to full names? Please, I know it's a little thing, but just yeah, also more intergender matches, let the women fight the men again. Seriously, it's 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 all about equality, and I think they can. Uh, I mean, they, they they can wrestle the guys. DPW does it, like I said. It's just uh, a lot. Of, it's just entertaining, you know, the and, and gender matches and stuff. Like, did you imagine some matches? Yeah, they had a mixed tag, but like I said, let the women fight the men. So much better. Um, and then the only other things that I didn't write, but I came up with after the fact in the first episode that I mentioned in the Q&A portion, but uh, I might as well just mention it on here now. I believe I said something about commentary. You know, less streaming in the ear. Let the commentary let loose a little bit. Come up with their own stuff. And there was something else, too, and I can't remember what it was. Um, nope, not coming to me. That, unfortunately, is about it for the main topic. Um, because, like I said, uh, last minute thing less people we could have more but that's okay plus we talked a lot in follow ups this week The follow ups is the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode this week <laughs> folks I apologize but uh, it is what it is let's close out the show with the three count Q&A and folks we actually have an actual three-count Q&A segment. Three different questions from three different listeners. Let's go. The three-count Q&A is a segment where... I answer three different questions from three different listeners or sometimes three different questions from the same listener. It all depends on who sends in the questions. 
All right. This week's three count QA starts off with two um, repeat questionnaires. That's even a word. And then one newcomer. Question number one from Friend of the Show, Friend of Real Life, Eric Prisoner. How do you think Claudio will be pushed now that he is Ring of Honor champion? So, easy. Um, he's, he's world, I mean, that, that's a push enough right there. He's Ring of Honor world champion. He's a world champion. So I expect big things for him in the future. Um, I know he's with the Blackpool Combat Club right now. That's a perfect uh, spot for him to be in right now. But if he were to, de- you know, detach himself from that group and just go on his own, I can see him being future AEW World Champion. Uh Maybe sooner rather than later, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, I, I want to see have I want to see Punk have a good one with it first. So, but yeah, right now with him as one of world champion, just have him defend, have him have a good reign as Ring of Honor champion right now. Um, Chris is who's it? Friend of the show, friend of real life. Question number two. Well, you got your wish. AEW will crown the trios champions the next pay-per-view. First of all, sir, I know about this for a while. So it's not like I'm the only one who got this wish. It was it was coming. It was coming. It was just a matter of time. So it's not like, you know, I wished for it. Uh who do you th- who do you want to win it? So, this is interesting. Because you probably think I'm going to say Kenny and the Young Bucks. Well, yeah, I'm going to say Kenny and the Young Bucks. No, if if Kenny could do it, but I don't think he's ready yet. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ready to come back yet. What's interesting to be with this title, they have so many trios. So this is a perfect title for this company. People are bitching, oh, too many titles, too many titles. Look at WWE. That shit's too many titles. It doesn't matter. I like more titles. The more the merrier. Um, so it doesn't bother me that there's too many titles. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, like I said, I can see so they've been teasing a Hangman and Bucks reunion at some point. So I can see them teaming with Hangman. Um, or Hangman reuniting with the Bucks. Uh, but I can also see Adam B with Red Dragon. So we might have the Bucks and Hangman versus Red Dragon and Adam Cole at some point um, in this tournament. That'll be interesting to see. And maybe 
maybe Heyman gets injured, so they need to find a replacement at the pay-per-view, and it turns out to be Kenny Omega. <laughs> I had dream. But no, who do I want to win it? Seriously, I'd be fine with... Um, let me think about this right now. You know what? Pat is the All-Atlanta champion. He's a face. Moxley, I think there's a face. Or is he in between? I don't know. Yeah, he's a face, I think. So you got him as a champ. FTR is tag team champs. No, that's wrong. Keith Lee and Swerve are tag team champs. You had too many face champions. Put on House of Black. Put on House of Black. That's that's my uh, or someone from the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's my prediction of who will win. And finally, once again, Joshua Stapleton of the Hey Buddy Podcast. That's two. That's two free plugs. <laughs> As a lot of Triple H's NXT students, workers slash workers, will let go when Trips was out. Who do you think may be signed with WWE now that Vince is out and Triple H is in? Very good question. Only put, well, we saw some people have come back at SummerSlam already. But like I said, I'm not going to say anything until next episode about SummerSlam. But my only other person I have in mind that come back to WWE may or may not be Johnny Dardano. Um, I know he was a big, he, he, he had a lot of respect for Triple H and Shawn Michaels when he left. He left on good terms. Um, he didn't get released. He, 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 he left. So could he return? Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched NXT in a long time, so I can't really think of the other people who got released at this moment um, that would be returning or coming back or might resign. But, um, you know, the old saying goes, time will tell. So, only time will tell. Well, guys, that's it. Episode 40 may or may not be longer or shorter than the first take. We shall see. Only I'll know. I'll tell you next time. But, again, apologies for the the technical difficulties with the mic. I need a new mic. Leave mic suggestions on the page, please. Uh, so I can order a new one ASAP otherwise I'll be having to do this on my phone for a little bit guys coming up next episode we're going to talk about 
Ric Flair's last match. We're going to talk about SummerSlam. And that's... We're going to talk about more WWE stuff. AEW stuff coming up. Trey Gentile coming up. Big match between Moxley and Lionheart Chris Jericho. Um... So we shall see you in two weeks. Well, technically, first week Friday, August 5th, and then in two weeks, August 13th, for the regular episode 41. Until then, thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're new, once again, go back, listen to past episodes. And to plug myself also, listen to my episode on the Culture Podcast that I did a few weeks ago. And listen to also my episode of on the Major World Order Podcast from uh, back from that was done back in February. Uh, Rez, by the way, if you're listening, I told Billy what you posted, that you listen to that pod every week, and that's, he was, uh, honored by that, because, um, you know, I know, I know you're not a member of the major pod community on the, on the Patreon Facebook page, so, um, but then again, maybe you do listen to the major pod, and I don't know, and you just don't aren't in the Patreon, so maybe you do listen, but you just don't. You know, regardless, he was appreciative. I am appreciative, and uh, I hope you all appreciative of what I do for this podcast and what I will continue to do. Because we got some great episodes coming up. Hopefully. Uh, things work out. And that's about all I got. So until next time. Keep spreading the happiness. And John Oliva. Take us out. Fans don't forget. To follow us on Twitter. At Happy Fan Pod. Like us on Facebook. At Facebook.com. Slash. The Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Manalia. John Oliva, take us out! Rock and roll.